0: Hello Krista Farmer, you are the product owner of EZIP and the senior vice president uh, at EZIP. So EZIP is, we have been a long partnering together uh, for the Coworking Europe conference. Uh, you are one of the important player and tools that a lot of co-working spaces um, use in uh for the printings and uh, for cloud printing actually um in the in the space and for their members and the idea was to catch up um for a few things so get news from from you um, get your f- impression about um, how the co-working industry is doing, because you have, you have presence almost everywhere in the co-working industry. You see, it's like sensor in, in many spaces all around the world. So it might be interesting to see what you, you see, what are the signals you, you see happening. Um, and from there, maybe some forecast. And the last thing was um, also to um, discuss together about, uh, we, we, we have seen that um, uh, a lot of co-working spaces see themselves as tech places, uh, but was maybe still a little bit low tech. And now we, we, we figure out that it will be all about technology and providing the right tool and the augmented reality in the space. And you as a, as a, as a member of the PropTech family in co-working spaces, uh, it would be interesting to, to get your, your feedback about it. But number one, maybe can you re, um, tell us again uh, what Zip is about and what is, uh, is it doing and how are you doing?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm really excited that we can do this together here. The, the first time we have this opportunity and then of course we talked in the last couple of years on and off for these Europe conferences. So I really like this, this format here. Um, easy is easy printing. I mean, that's where the name comes from. And what we want to do is Take all the complicated, all the complex pieces of printing, like drivers and, and rendering and, and compatibility and features of printers. Take all of that away from the operator, in this case, the operator of co-working spaces. Move it into a managed cloud service, and then we have benefits of scale. We have benefits of automation. We have the the know-how, the experts that then can focus on providing this service through one system in the cloud instead of having to support like hundreds of thousands of individual places. So that's what Easy does now, specifically saying. Um, you can offer printing to your printers, to your members. Um, we can do the billing for you. We can do reporting to you. We're integrated in pretty much all co-working management systems that are relevant today. Um, we basically take the the need of providing printers and printer queues to your members away from, from your, your team and it's- handle that for you.
0: Uh, I know that a few times we discussed um it was um, also an, a tool which allows you to increase your revenue because some spaces forget to charge or have no way to check out the number of printing printers that are done by their members but here it's easy it by the way uh to yeah. to to to, yeah. f- to track it and, and and as you said to to have this revenue that falls in your 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 space pockets uh more more certainly than in another way let's say.
1: Absolutely. So the, uh, many spaces don't want to charge. They just say, OK, that's part of the service. But then they realize that people are printing too much, or they don't care about what they print, or they just leave the paper behind so we can set quotas. We can actually account who's, who's printing how much. Um, the other part is many spaces want to discourage printing because of the environmental impact. So that's why we partnered with, a, with an organization called Just Dig It. And we're basically offsetting the carbon footprint of each page. Um, we okay. did some calculations. We took the average, and so each month we see a couple hundred thousand pages printed, a couple million pages printed, um, and we basically then pay that organization to plant trees uh, to offset that carbon footprint. So we really want to do a lot to to make sure that printing remains a sustainable ecologically friendly alternative to digital consumption of of, of information okay. um and especially in co-working i think this is still a very big big topic and um, it should be bigger in other industries as well in my opinion but unfortunately not everybody sees it that
0: way yeah the 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 the, the green footprint and and um green um green To green your image is also important for co-working space and uh, they don't fake it most of them and uh, it's important but uh, it's true that making it and also we have some arguments saying okay we are definitely having trees planted once you you print it so uh that's an important action a last thing about about the 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 product and and uh, the services you were mentioning that now you were working on the um, on on the ability to print from your phone or from your from your tablets in a co working
1: space, is it? Um, y- y- yes and no. So okay. we basically use the, the 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 downtime, so to say, that the pandemic brought us. I mean, obviously, our key market is co working, and another one is education, and both of them deal with people coming together, and that's exactly what was not allowed to happen the last three months now. Yeah. Um, so we use that time and, and invested more into our new platform. It's an upcoming platform. It's not quite there where we needed to be to be more attractive for coworking, but at the coworking Europe conference here in, in October. Um, November, November. November. <laughs> um, we will we will we will be uh, far we will be down down the road enough to really have a, have an attractive platform a new platform for, for working operators that prints faster and, and that is more reliable um, deals with large print shops a lot uh, better um, and one of the features will be also a, a new mobile app so that you can print from your iPad or from iPhone or Android device um, from your Chrome device all these so that's something we're working on right now and all the negatives that came out of this pandemic the positive was with the reduction in activity on the current platform we could take more resources and invest in that new platform so that's we already can do mobile printing but it will be a lot easier and more intuitive with the new platform
0: that's a fantastic transition to speak about the uh, crisis and how it impacted the court in space but what you said is actually and I know that some spaces is also where we, we did ourselves as well uh, uh, this brutal stop uh forces that forced us also to rethink our whole model our approach maybe our long goal long-term goals uh as well um, as a space as a conference organizer um is it i heard for instance the guys in paris who have a a very famous incubator and they had the build building they say okay we don 't need the building anymore. we will do everything on on, on, on virtual okay for working space that 's not a great, a great story but, but 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 it tells still a, a, a big um, something pretty important about uh, innovation and and oh, we can fast forward um, our processes and our way of thinking to to move towards uh, this new world that is now coming we see. Um, what is your perspective on that? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you approach it this way? And, and to speak about the co-working space you're in touch with, um, do you see yeah. that process happening as well?
1: I mean, what, what I do see is um, that the verse is over for now. So when we, 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 have, we get reports of how many pages are printed each month through our platform, and we know that in average, about 30% of members in a co-working space print. Not always the same people, but roughly 30% of the members print each month. So basically, by the number of pages we see, we can, we can really see activity in co-working spaces on, on a global scale. And we see that April was basically the low point. There was barely any activity going on in co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. In May, we saw a slight increase in activity. And then in, in June, we had like a 50% growth over May. And I expect this to continue for the next couple of months. So the worst is over. I think that that's the, that's yeah. the first answer.
0: Yeah. yeah so so what, what you say that's on average, uh, the membership in a co-working space, you see one third sort of about of the people who use a printer? That's what you say?
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pretty yeah.
0: much. So, so it, from those thirty percent, you say in April, uh, it it was close to zero.
1: No, it wasn't that bad, but that uh, was our low point. Um, okay. So, I would have to do the math, but it might be twenty percent of what what normally would go through our cloud. That okay. was down to twenty percent, or maybe even less than that. And it increased by since April. Yeah, since April, it has been growing. May was a slight increase, and then in June we saw a significant increase. So and, we we see that the worst is over.
0: So. Asia, Europe, other part of the world, the U.S., same story overall. Same story. South America is an exception.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, large portion of South America is still under complete lockdown. Um, I think Chile is one of the few that is not locked down. I think Colombia might be another one. But Argentina, for example, there's nothing going on. Brazil, you see the numbers yourself there. There shouldn't be anything going on just based on the infection rate. Um, so that, that, is, that would be my big exception. Um, Asia depends also quite a bit on the country. Um, they seem to be less severe, except the Philippines, where I heard they're actually shooting people if they leave their allowed area. No, I'm not sure well, if they actually do that, but they have authority <laughs> to do that. Uh, um, but in, in, in general, the Asian courting spaces, the, the larger ones, um, they seem to be doing pretty well. Um, one of our top 10 um, co-working spaces used to be somewhere in the top 50 and now is in the top 10 and that's that's one from India, for example. Um, in general, between the United States or North America and Europe, I don't see much difference. I mean, they had the same struggles and they seem to be recouping very similarly. Some are really struggling and they're not planning reopening before September um, and others are basically getting their feet wet right now and expect July to be their first normal month again. Um, and then there are a few that claim there was almost no impact. So not sure what kind of contracts they had, but they are members. But that is really challenging.
0: Is there this factor playing um, in in some of the spaces uh, we are we are in? Um, people came in for printing and left back to their home. So it might influence maybe also your numbers, or or, or no? You do, you think that
1: it's not necessarily related. Um, this is a relatively small fraction. Um, we, we did reach out um, to, to promote that kind of service. Right. Since if you have to be open anyways for your essential workers, government workers, healthcare, we have that in Florida, a couple of customers, um, they have to be open anyway. So their printers are there, their staff are there. And we basically promoted, hey, we, with with easy, offer this as a neighborhood print option. Oh yeah, like yeah. A, true. Like yeah. Almost like a copy shop. People walk by and say, oh, I can print. Here yes, print. exactly, yeah. Um, but it hasn't really taken, taken off um, as, as much to really school with the numbers. We know that there are a few quoting spaces offering that, mm. um, but the, the majority of, of the print activity really comes from the members.
0: Okay, okay. Um, do you see or do you expect, or with the discussion you have with, with all your, your, your users, um, a change in the way they are going to operate in the future? Or, is, it's, or do you see it too early for the moment? Um, we all expect that coworking will be a big boom after after the crisis before because um, why not? <laughs> <And> also, <laughs> why not?
1: <laughs> but also, I mean, that, that, that's the, to me, that's the important part. Why not or why would it? I mean, we we see reports that say yeah. only seventy percent of coworking members are planning to come back. Yeah. We also see reports that companies don't want to have those inflexible large office office buildings and they're looking for more decentralized and flexible options. At the same time, we also see reports that companies realize that office space is not essential for a large portion of their employees. They can work anywhere. So why or why not would co-working growth increase or co-working growth continue or maybe decrease? I don't think anybody thinks, me included, that co-working need will go down, will be less than what it is. I think there will still be a significant growth. But the real question for me is which of these three trends is the dominant
0: one. Fewer people
1: because they're more careful, or more people because company use that as an alternative to owning office
0: Isn't it this this impression that actually uh, it will grow, but not with necessarily with the same people. So meaning that there is a shift from those big corporates and other companies who indeed figure out that uh homeworking actually it works. It decreased we, we read those statements from Big banks saying uh, in the U.S. and in the U.K. saying they were getting rid of 80% of maybe their their whole office uh, o- own workplace uh, facilities in order to let the people work from their home. Or. They are not yet in the idea of having co-working space as the as the third option, um, but that maybe another part of the u- u- traditional user or SMEs might who might have used coworking space even startups have um, used co-working spaces more often have the same um, make the same decision and say okay we can have a lower surface in a coworking space let more people distribute it and 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 maybe that part of the demand could decrease. Uh, could it be according to you one of the um, of the scenario?
1: I definitely think so. I mean we saw already this trend from individual peoples and shared desks to more companies and organizations and business suites um, happening before this um, COVID uh, pandemic. And I think that that aspect will accelerate. Um, I wouldn't say that the shared desk concept will go away completely or the day passes will go away completely. But I believe they will have less of an impact, even less of an impact than they had before. Um, Because in the end, to me, it comes down to um, the commitment. Right now, the co-working operator carries the whole risk for everything. And that's why this pandemic showed such a significant impact if you offer month-to-month leases then you have absolutely no buffer um and usually it's the companies that is in their own interest to to commit to a little bit longer term not 10 years and 20 years like they would in the commercial real estate but maybe to one year or two years and i think that is something that that will probably have to change for co-working operators to find that compromise that nobody wants to commit to anything right now but at the same time they cannot keep carrying the whole risk um because this can happen once a year, technically. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, no yeah, reason yeah. why not. Um, the, the other aspect that, that I see is that many co-working operations, or well, let me back up a little bit. When, when we say co-working, the original co-working, <laughs> and I know lots of people disagree with that, it's just my opinion, yeah. where the focus is community and really working together to have more outcome for everybody involved. I think that one is more under pressure now because the it this concept is based on people getting together and that whole social distancing and the concern about being too close together is hundred percent counteracting that. Now there are concepts or ideas for like virtual coworking mm. that you get on a zoom call with four or five people and you just do your own thing, but you yeah. see each other, you hear, them, hear the keyboard and have lunch at, together
0: at noon and uh, lunch yeah.
1: too. Exactly. But so the traditional coworking shared desk, I think is more under pressure the business suites however i think they're not under pressure as much um conference rooms seem to be booming uh, because people might be working from home but if they meet a client a customer well then they still need a conference room and um, we have one customer that says his biggest success right now are zoom rooms i'm yeah. <laughs> not sure of that if yeah it the
0: work... office gr- uh, the office group says uh, i think they, they convert their meeting room they just changed the name they called it zoom, zoom room and uh yeah out of marketing objectives, <laughs> yeah, and it's basically have
1: have more smaller meeting rooms. In the end, that's what it is with yeah. good audio and, and, and a large screen, so that people can have these remote meetings. Because yeah, you can see here, I got a I got a decent home office, yeah. Um, but yeah, we have we have people where you hear chicken in the background. Um, so obviously, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. meet a customer that way, and that, that's why the, these virtual um, services, the um, uh, Zoom rooms or meeting rooms. I think all of these will will have more of a positive impact to compensate for the traditional co-working probably being less relevant on the revenue side at least. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh,
0: to speak about to, to follow up on this uh, Zoom Room ID, um, that's another thing that's uh, and we mentioned that importance of technology. Uh, we hear more and more that the, the the same way conferences are going hybrid. That co-working space would become hybrid. That that uh, the or at least the, the physical part will become more and more integrated with the virtual part, uh, with kind of augmented reality kind of um, process or, or, or approach. Um, you as one of this technology provider, um, I, I guess there are opportunities for you there. Um, and how you, how do you see that? Um, um, also maybe with your peers or, other, or the other provider of, of uh, technology for co-working spaces?
1: Yeah, we, we we definitely see that the the trend to automation continues. So yeah. I think um, automation in the past was primarily driven by cost savings or by, by, by cost considerations. If you want to have your space open 24-7, you need somebody to open the door or you need to provide technology that the door can be opened on their own. If you have somebody come in in the middle of the night, you might want to know who that person is. So probably you need some kind of authentication card, some kind of monitoring. So these things in the past were mostly driven um, for cost considerations, And I think now we're also adding that the members themselves want to distance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so now both sides kind of want, to, want the same thing. And that, that can yeah. be a great catalyst for, for certain um, yeah, developments. Um, we there, there's there are quite a few discussions going on about technology in co-working and what kind of changes are doable or will be coming. Um, what I one thing that I feel interesting is and has nothing with our business um, is robots. Yeah. Um, normally a co-working space has a very clean layout, um, or many of them do at least. Um, so having a robot that does delivery or does cleaning tasks. I mean you could have a vacuum cleaner run through the building all day long or somebody. Sleeping the floor all day long. Sometimes um, nosy. Exactly. And you wouldn't have any additional cost for that. Yeah. Well, what we see in, in the space that we are working from here in Denver, um, there's one mail room. And if somebody gets 50 packages, then you co- couldn't get to your mail anymore because the packages are in the way yeah. Uh, yeah. until. A person walks in there and picks them up. So why not have have those little um, robots deliver these packages to the individual suites, for example? So that's one thing I personally think is interesting. I don't think we're quite there yet that these kind of technologies are available, these robots. But another thing would be um, sensors. I think sensors will be more and more in use and it will raise a few privacy concerns, especially in Europe, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But why not have a sensor that identifies somebody with a higher temperature fever um, so that person is aware of, okay, I might be a risk to somebody else. Something that I definitely think will have more is that remote concierge. If I own four, five, six co-working spaces and the trend or one of the trend seems to be going to smaller spaces that are more distributed again to to offload the risk a little bit. So why not have a remote concierge um, where you can talk with somebody via a webcam, via an ice head at, at the entrance, something like that, instead of having a person in each of these spaces. Before that, um, the general, before the pandemic, the, pandemic um, the general consensus seemed to be, or what I heard a lot was, well, it's the personal touch. We need a person there to deal with the members, to interact with them, yeah. to keep yeah. them happy. And that's still a very, very important part of it. So I think the remote concierge might be a compromise um, because people don't want to interact with anybody, uh, for at least for a couple of months, maybe a couple of years. We, we don't know yet. Um so a remote concierge would still be a real person, not just a web form where people can click on mm. buttons, but the it will be physically yeah. there. Yeah. Um I also think there is a serious uh, challenge to touch screens. Um a lot of things went to touch screens, even the coffee machine has touch screens these days. And you have these surfaces that a lot of people touch. I mean, if you if you have a printer and you secure printing, what do people need to do? They have to use the same ten keyboard uh, keys yeah. or twelve keys to enter their PIN code. So these kind of things I think will lead to personal cell phone technology being used for more and more items. So for example, releasing a printer by clicking on a button on your own cell phone means you don't have to push your keys onto a printer or cell phones to open locks. If you got lockers, for example, um, you don't have to have the same locker being used by everybody else. Um, sorry, uh, touchify by everybody else. Yeah. You can use your cell phone to open these kind of door locks or lockers. So I think this, this, is a trend that will accelerate and the technology already exists for that. The remote concierge, the same thing. It exists and it will probably accelerate. Um, sensors, well, depends a little bit of how much of security concern, privacy mm-hmm. concern that is. And the robots, I think, is a genius idea, but I don't think we're there yet. So that will <laughs> probably take a little bit of time to have cleaning robots going around the building all day long or delivering packages to yeah. individuals.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh super interesting. Uh I can't, can't wait to see what is going to happen in the coming months. Uh, there are very lot, a lot of interesting things, because if everybody was, as we we were, um, locked down, was thinking about the next step and accelerating the process for innovation, we, we could see a lot of very exciting things uh, coming up, for also for co-working space. And as we said, it, it goes beyond now. Uh, with, for instance, uh, you, uh, you might have read this, those articles uh, about um, uh, shopping malls in Europe, in the US, where they are yeah, they, they they have big issues with the with the renting revenues they get from the shops, and a lot of brands, traditional retailers are, are going not so well for the moment. And more and more of them say, okay, we need to switch to flex workspace. Uh, so we could have more, way more people, which is not necessarily great news for the existing one, but um, that maybe might be also in, um, a new direction that we see coming. Um,
1: I personally look forward to having co-working in a mall. I mean, yeah. that would help my marriage quite a bit because I would go shopping <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ingo's dangerous. To the shoe store and I yeah. get to my work and I'm all for that.
0: Yes, yes. No, it's, it's, it's quite uh, quite exciting time. Cool. Thank you so much, Christoph, uh, for, for, for your time. Um, we, we look forward to see you in Vienna.
1: The Absolutely. I'm Europe looking forward to that as France.
0: well. And, uh, and uh, in the meantime, um, all the best for you uh, and your family and for, for the, the new things coming for RZIP.
1: Wonderful. Thank you very much. Same thing. Bye
0: bye. Bye bye. Bye.